what's up i'm back and we're talking about a pretty sensitive topic today have you ever felt anxious just thinking about having to spend time with someone or talk to someone you actually love someone you care about i've definitely been there and the thought alone reminds me of all of the complex and layered emotions there are when it comes to a situation like that. Thinking about what I'm feeling and how I then sometimes felt bad about what I was feeling, but then I still had to deal with the fact that I was feeling what I was feeling. You know what I mean? It's a lot. So we're going to unpack that a little bit today and really just take a more biblical perspective on the topic so that we can navigate these kinds of situations in a way that honors the Lord. If you have your Bible, take it out. Let's get ready and dig in. You're now listening to Her Renewed Strength, the podcast, a place where you, my sisters in Christ, are encouraged to walk by faith and equipped to live well, steward well, and set your minds on eternity. I'm your host, Erica Diaz-Castro, your Jesus-loving Puerto Rican life coach. If you're tired of living a life burdened by anxiety, burnout, or overwhelm, if you're ready to do more of what you love, create more space for the things and people that matter most, and better steward the gifts and resources God graced you with, if you want coaching, encouragement, fellowship, and just a friend to help you shift your perspective from the temporal to the eternal, you're in the right place. Grab a coffee, journal, and a pen. Let's invite the Holy Spirit to the party, and let's dig into today's episode. So I mentioned that I've been there in terms of feeling anxious, just thinking about having to talk to someone that I love. And the primary example that comes to mind for my own experiences was a friend that I had for over 10 years. Love, 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 love her. And while we're no longer friends, I do still love the person. The thing about it is that I started to only realize that she was triggering anxiety in me when there was literally nothing else that could be prompting what I was feeling. And it honestly took the whole pandemic for me to figure that out because not the whole thing, but it was during the pandemic that this was something that I came to realize. And when I came to realize it, I was in denial. I didn't want it to be the case because I felt bad. I talked about that in the intro. You know, there were these feelings of guilt and shame that came about because I was like, how can I feel bad about wanting to talk to or not wanting to talk to my own friend, someone who's there for me, who loves me, who has been a friend of mine for years and years and years. What I realized was that what I was feeling was really just feedback. And when I started to dig into it a little more, I recognized some things that I had not paid much attention to in the past. Not because I didn't want to, but because there were so many other things going on and I really genuinely wanted to enjoy conversation with my friend because I did overall. However, there were times, a lot of times, when 
we would talk and I just didn't feel good after. And I had to like debrief myself after or just kind of like come down from some of our interactions. I wouldn't say that there was anything particularly disagreeable about this person, but there were definitely differences that we had and those differences were at times very hard to work through, like in any relationship. What I came to realize during the pandemic, however, was that I was having a physiological response to just the thought of having to interact with this person. Not that I had to, but if I got a text or a call that was unplanned, I felt this tightness in my chest and my heart would start pounding and I would think about all the things that I had to do after and just the amount of energy that I anticipated putting into the conversation. There are a lot of reasons I felt that way, but what I found myself doing was really avoiding my own feelings and this person for some time. So looking back, I started to ask myself, did I treat this friend with love and with grace and in a way that honored God. And I wonder if there's anyone in your life who you feel anxious about when you have to interact with them, whether it's a person over the phone or however it is that you interact, a person that you genuinely care about, but someone who triggers anxiety. And I wonder if you've ever asked yourself, do I love them as I love myself? The reason I bring this question up is because in Matthew chapter 22 and verse 36, Jesus is asked what the greatest commandment of the law was. And his response, which you'll find in verses 37 through 40, was love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. So if you struggle with anxiety and if you're like me, you're trying to protect yourself and you're trying to navigate things in a way that is contributing to overall wellness, especially your mental and emotional wellness and your physical wellness, right? And obviously your spiritual wellness is is part of your entire experience as a human. So how do you navigate loving this person as you would love yourself if they don't prompt good feelings? If when you think about them or when you interact with them, it's heavy, it's hard, it brings about anxiety. So I want to answer the first part of this question. I don't know if I've broken it up into parts, actually. I'm going to break this question up into two parts. First of all, how do we love ourselves. So if we're going to love others as we love ourselves, we have to understand how we love ourselves. So how do we love ourselves? You know, anytime that we're thinking about self-love, I don't want you to think about how the world talks about it. I want you to think about what it looks like in terms of how we honor ourselves as children of God. And to do that, we have to love God first, which is exactly what Jesus said. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and with all your mind. So when you love God, 
naturally you are seeking to please him because that's what we do with people we love and there's a relationship there right like there's a nurturing that happens and that happens with ourselves too when we are treating ourselves lovingly we are taking care of ourselves we're nurturing ourselves and we are meeting our needs so that we can have enough of that to pour out to others so to love others as we love ourselves we have to first ensure that we are nurturing ourselves so taking care of yourself mentally physically emotionally and spiritually that may vary person to person specifically when it comes to the things that you navigate with your health and your relationships but overall you know we have basic needs so meeting the needs that you have first like basic needs right and then from there loving others when you have enough in your cup to pour and overflow to other people then you can in fact share that love and that nurturing with other people a couple of verses i want to share so that we're properly oriented when it comes to loving others are as follows so the first is first corinthians chapter 10 verse 24 no one should seek their own good but the good of others philippians chapter 2 verse 3 do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit rather in humility value others above yourselves now i asked that first question how do we love others as we love ourselves and you have to understand how you love yourself and it's not in a worldly way it's in a biblical way right so we want to honor god first and through that we're properly able to honor our minds our bodies our spirit and then that can pour out to other people not in a selfish way not in a vain or conceited way and not in a way that serves your own good but in a way that serves the good of others because we are here to serve god and serve others now how do we love others this is part two how do we love others as we love ourselves when we're feeling anxious and to answer this question i'm going to give you two very clear responses and they feed each other it's kind of like the chicken and the hen, which one came, I'm sorry, the chicken and the egg. <laughs> the chicken and the egg, which one came first? They kind of, they just, you know, I don't, I have no idea, honestly, the answer to that question, but they feed each other, right? So the first response to how we love others as we love ourselves when we're feeling anxious is to pray. I actually have three responses. To pray and ask God for help, for courage, for peace, for strength. Whatever you're overthinking, just stop. Just give it to him. And the other day, I felt very, this was exactly a week ago, actually. I felt so anxious that I could not, like, stop thinking about the thing that I was thinking about. And I just pictured myself wearing the heaviest jacket ever. And I pictured taking it off and laying it at the feet of God. And I just was like, take it, please, because I really cannot operate at all, considering all the things that I'm thinking about. And my mind was just racing. And I had all of these what if scenarios in my head. And I just couldn't even stand myself anymore. I don't know if you've ever gotten to that point. But the point of the story is that I had to really just stop. 
and I got sick of myself and I just gave it to God. Um, I really am working on giving it to God faster than getting to the point where I'm done with myself, but I am a work in progress. And, um, if you have tips, I welcome them, but I encourage you to ask him for help, ask him to, to give you the courage, the peace and the strength that you're looking for. And you'll understand why I'm mentioning courage in just a second. Okay, quick break. Here is a short message from our sponsor slash podcast producer. Have you been dreaming of launching your own podcast, but you don't know how and where to start? It's too much. It's overwhelming. Trust me. I get it. Let Jor's Joy podcast production and management services help you effortlessly launch, syndicate, and grow your podcast. Message Jorah's Joy at facebook.com forward slash Jorah's Joy. And guess what? The link is in the show notes. All right, back to the show. Number two, second later, clear and respectful, loving communication. Okay. It's very important to be honest with ourselves so that we can be honest with other people. If you are avoiding whatever you're avoiding, whoever you're avoiding, and you're not getting real with yourself about what the real problem is, what the root of the anxiety is, you've got to get into the thing that you're avoiding. Like you, There are some things that you can absolutely go on and on and on never dealing with, and those things will always continue to show up in different ways and kind of wreak havoc on your life. It's just the way that things work, you know? So deal with it. And when you're honest with yourself, there's this accountability thing that has to happen, right? You then are in turn honest with the people who you need to deal with. So remember, God hates liars. Solomon made this clear in Proverbs chapter 6, verses 16 through 17. And I just want to encourage you to be honest with yourself because when you are not, when you're trying to call something something else, say you are offended by someone's actions, but you don't you know, want to be offended by their actions because you don't want to have to bring up that offense to them. Maybe it'll, Maybe you being offended will offend them which totally happens, especially these days. Um, But because maybe you're not confrontational or you just don't want to stir the pot or you don't want to deal with it, you don't have the energy, all these things, you don't want to admit that to yourself. So it's kind of like one of those things where if you don't acknowledge it, it's not really there, but that's not real life. It's still there. You're just not acknowledging it. And the reason I brought up Proverbs 6, 16 through 17 is because when I say God hates liars, like you not mentioning things and talking through things with people who you need to talk to about things is like a little, a little white lie, right? Like you're omitting whatever the thing is. If you know that you have a beef with someone and Matthew, I want to say it's in chapter six, It's definitely in the Sermon on the Mount. Um, Jesus essentially says, if you have an offering to bring 
to the altar and you get to the altar, but you still have a problem with someone else, then leave your offering, go fix your issue with the person that you're supposed to be fixing it with, and then come back, right? I will find that verse. I'm so sorry. I should have had that. Oh, it's Matthew chapter 5. This is the King James Version. Therefore, if thou bring thy gift to the altar, and thou rememberest that thy brother hath aught against thee, leave there thy gift before the altar, and go thy way. First be reconciled to thy brother, and then come and offer thy gift. Okay, coming back to the point, be honest. God doesn't like liars. Don't hide the thing that you need to talk to your friend about or your family member about. And don't don't put it in a way that it doesn't make it clear, right? Like you have a responsibility to have hard conversations with people so that you can bridge the gap and be in a healthy intimate relationship with the people that you're doing life with otherwise why would you do life with them why are you doing life with them that's number two number three oh coming back to number two actually i mentioned respectful communication okay ephesians chapter 4 verse 29 reads do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And the actual context of this particular verse is not necessarily what I'm talking about now, but it does apply. So when you are having a conversation with someone, whether it is correction, whether it is encouragement, whether it is whatever it is, don't let it be unwholesome. Let it be helpful for building others up according to their needs. And that leads me to number three, which is boundaries. In order for you to love others as you love yourself in the midst of anxiety prompted by interactions with this person, you really have to identify what the issue is and set a boundary. And be prepared to enforce it. And this is biblical. Like the commandments are essentially boundaries that serve as a way for us to remain safe as we roam around with free will. So if you are going to be in a healthy relationship with someone, if you're going to be in a loving, God honoring relationship with someone, who you deeply care about, who you want to continue to be in a relationship with, whether that's you know, your mom or your brother or your husband or the person you're dating or your best friend or your children, boundaries are necessary. People need to know what safety means to you and what it looks like and what, what that actually is in practice. So if you are feeling anxious, because let's just say whenever you interact with your mom, she asks you questions that you don't want to answer, let her know, hey, I'm going to be seeing you this Friday and I would love to have like really great conversations. I just don't want to talk about this particular thing. And if she asks why and you don't want to talk about it, let her know. I don't want to talk about it. And if she cannot honor that, if she cannot honor that boundary, you have to let her know what the consequence of that is. If that's the case, I'm not going to, you know, hang out for longer than a few minutes or longer than we need to. Or, you know, I'll wait to see you until you can honor that boundary. Or I'm just not going to respond to you. And if you 
if your response to that is that you're angry or whatever, like you need to know that that's what's going to happen, you know? And that's part of number two, which is clear and respectful communication, which builds on number one, which is praying and asking God for help, for courage, for peace, for strength. So all of that to say, you're going to interact with people who prompt anxiety. We are human. No one is perfect. Life is complicated. And we're in relationships that are, with, you know, in relationships with other complicated messy human beings so you might not be the person who likes confrontation you might not be the person who likes hard conversations i'm going to have a separate episode where i talk about effective communication in its entirety on a different episode but for now it's really important to know going into interactions with someone who you actually do life with who you actually love and care about how to navigate this and how to do it in a way that allows you to still love them and honor them and point them back to God. If you do not know what that might look like, look at Galatians chapter 5 verses 16 through 18. Really 16 and 17 talk about this in depth, but basically Paul says, so I say, walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh for the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other so that you are not to do whatever you want. This talks about that, you know, safety and the freedom uh, in the free will part of it. Then you skip down to uh, verse 22 to verses, verse 26 But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, which is patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, we let us keep in step with the spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking and envying each other. Again, the actual context of this particular passage is not what we're talking about right now, but it fits what we're talking about right now because what it's saying is for you to not give in to the desire to lash out at people, to be angry, to be divided, to be, you know, giving into the the sin that can stem from anxiety. Instead, the fruit of the Spirit, when you are in step with the Spirit, would be love and joy and peace and patience, right? And kindness. When you're communicating with the people that you care about, wouldn't you want the fruit of that conversation to be patience and, you know, gentleness and that you would still be in, uh, you know, a space where you're loving each other and that there's peace and not hostility or, or tension? So, you really can't control how things land for other people, but you can certainly prepare in advance by praying over it and seeking the Lord about the thing. So I hope this was helpful. If it was, I would really appreciate it if you leave a review on the podcast and just let people know you listen to this episode. It would help other ladies who are struggling with anxiety, especially anxiety on this particular topic, find the show. And if not, that's okay. I'm going to invite you to join me on the inside of the Facebook group. You can head to 
www.herrenewstrength.com forward slash community. On the inside of the Facebook group, it's a completely free group where we do group Bible study. And there are already two studies in there. The first is called It Is Well, and it's a study on anxiety, biblical perspective of it. The second study was Emotions and the Heart, and that was a biblical study of the emotions that we all have, the hard ones and the great ones. Um, And I'm actually preparing a study that is really just a result of my own inductive study of the book of Jonah. So that's going to be ready to go in probably June. Um, I'm thinking June. It, it could be a little sooner, but in the interim, hang out. I'd post questions. I'd connect with everybody on the inside of the Facebook group. And I'd love to just get to know you and, and hang out with you in a virtual setting for now. Um, and better serve you there. I hope I'll see you there. And if not, I'll see you next time. Bye. Hey, sister girl. If you love today's episode, the best way you can show love and support is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. This helps other Christian women who want that same support and valuable content actually find the show. Oh, and if you're ready for more and you want to learn about free group Bible study, upcoming events, free courses, and other services, Head to HerRenewedStrength.com and subscribe to the weekly newsletter to become an insider. You'll get my weekly top five, extra tips, and bonuses. I'll see you on the inside.